Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, thank you for joining the Experts Podcast again. My name's Nick Hayes. And I'm back with Carmen Braidwood. Carmen, welcome back. Oh, it's good to have you on back on the show. Oh, I'm pleased to be back and I'm more than happy to allow you in now that I've done all the secret women's business of discussing women in media. Although I you will don't... say, and I'll take this chance, you should have been there, Nick. I know. You know what? I love what you had to say in those podcasts. And if you get a chance to go back and have a listen to what Carmen, if you haven't listened, it, it's amazing the, the the group of women that have come together, but also to the shout out for men to get more involved mm. with women in media. I think it's in, I think it's critical. I think you have to do that. And uh, I will definitely be there next time. Carmen's got a really hot topic to talk about this week. And I, I really love this. I'm quite passionate about it. And when our guest, Mia Farman from uh, Campaign Del Mar, put out a little post, I was inspired to reach out to her. She has been on the podcast before, and I wanted to get back and have a bit of a chat about this. And this is the awards industry. Now, I'm not talking, you know, I'm not talking the, 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 the awards you win for television, the Logies, or anything along those kind of lines. I'm talking about the awards that industries give out for the people that are actually in them and how they present them to their audiences. Mia Farman, thank you for joining us. Uh, What a post that was. Oh, thanks so much for having me back, Carmen and Nick. And I'm so glad that the rant that I posted (laughs) into Instagram on Friday afternoon, it took three minutes to record and has now gone viral Mm. it's always the way isn't it the ones that you like agonize over and you spend three hours creating get crickets and then the the just like iphone happy snap goes viral it's just such a topic that we we see happening around us all of the time we see people winning awards They're, they're they're winning them in in a lot of the cases i think not because they went out to win them they were being approached they're being put forward or they've gone through maybe a minimal amount of process and then amplified and and the award companies come and ask you and say will you like to put eight thousand dollars or five thousand dollars towards some media tiles to celebrate this we're calling it out we sure are what's the crux of your argument here Mia what do you hate about it Okay, so let's let's go back and, and have a look at how this has sort of come into fruition. So we're living at a time where trust amongst audiences is at the all-time low. So people are looking for that stamp of approval. They're looking for credibility and they're looking for authority. And so as a result, we've got lots of different um, business models springing up that are offering you that stamp of approval but when you scratch below the surface it's pay to play and so awards used to be this like you know this 
noble thing <laughs> that you would get nominated by someone other than yourself. You would spend 20 hours on the application and there was maybe a $22 registration fee and then an independent panel of judges would review and then, you know, um, you would win or not win. And it was very much a credible and endeavor. That is not the case. So there are organizations springing up everywhere and I'm in marketing and so I'm looking at this from a, a, a marketing PR and media lens and that is not the model. So what happens is you can self-nominate or they nominate you on your behalf. Then you need to pay an application fee for every single category that you would like to nominate for. And usually it is about 10 categories mm. and the application fee can be like, $180 to $150. So by the time we're done self-nominating, we've already spent two grand on this. And then um, you are sent an email after a couple of weeks going, would you like to sponsor the event or would you like to spend another couple of grand to receive a Canva template which has nominee on it and um, that you could put on your website to give you that stamp of approval? Mm. And then lo and behold, oh, and also you're not allowed to win unless you are at the award ceremony in person, which is flights, accommodation, <laughs> ball gown, hair, makeup, the whole mm -hmm. to do. Um, and then you get to the award ceremony and who wins? The sponsors of the event. <laughs> very, very fishy. It, yeah, so it is yeah. so much a pay to play. Carms, you know, I know that you and I have both been approached by not just awards, but uh, listicle companies, companies that want to put you in the top 10 communications and marketing people. What's your what's your rate on this, Carms? Is it, uh, have you seen this just explode in recent times? Yeah, I get a lot of my clients asking me about it too. You'll get that uh, direct message to your inbox saying, amazing, you've been nominated. Congratulations for this this award, like, like Mia's talking about. But then from the other side of the point, yeah, you've got these media companies supposedly who'll get you into the top publications right around the world if you just pay. And so I'd, I'd just like to call them out immediately and say, oh, look, listen, uh, is, it, is, it a, is it a paid appearance in the media? Like how does this really work? You know, because at the end of the day, a story is a story. And if you've got a story, you should be able to get some press for it, you know. So, Mia, we, we're not going to shoot down all awards. I, I think awards play a really important um, marketing and also to a recognition of expertise and experience in a particular field and sector. And I'll use the Telstra Business Awards as an example of an elite award. And I, and I think that, and I, the reason I call it an elite award is because there's certain disciplines you have to go through to win that. And, and very much to what you said, a process, credible judging, uh, it can take up to 20 to 30 hours just to put the submission in for a Telstra Business Award. And we rate those very, very high. It's when industries, and I'll use the mortgage industry, the finance sector, uh, even in health and, and education, there is certain things that are put in front of people that there isn't necessarily the disciplines to, to go through. People sometimes don't even know they've been nominated and they all of a sudden come out and go, oh, I've made the top 50. 
But, oh, someone's come to me with an email saying, uh, if you pay $8,000, we'll give you the social media tiles and even present you even in a better way. But Mia, how do we define what is, and you, you made the point around the, the disciplines, but how, how, how should people approach awards? Should they approach it uh, cautiously? Yeah, I think you need to do your research, you know, and um, you need to actually go there. And now that we know that this is a thing and it is gaining traction, that we we go and we have a look, how long have these awards been running? What is the application process? What is the cost? Is there an independent panel of judges? Who are they? Um, and look at the terms and conditions. And I think the issue for me, apart from the fake credibility, the fact that, you know, you're now paying to play is that this is extremely discriminatory. So there are people in business doing incredible things, running purpose-driven businesses, running social enterprises, and they are not able to win because they just I'm not prepared to spend the money. Like I live in mm. Darwin. I'm not flying to Sydney for an award ceremony. That's a $3,500, you know, ex, you mm. know uh, expense that I'm just not prepared to pay. So the fact that in today's climate, in 2023, to see business models that are not inclusive, they are not diverse, they favour business owners of particular majority groups um, is just really shameful in, in my opinion. So I would do your research. I would ask for opinions on those particular awards. So Telstra Business Awards, great example. Australian Marketing Institute have approached me and said, Mia, you're a career marketer, 21 years of experience, two degrees. Would you be an independent judge for the Australian Marketing Institute? Look at the judges, you know. Mm. Um, so ask around and do, like with anything in business, do your research. The hard bit then, the hard bit as well then is the the vulnerable people who maybe are fresh in business. You know, this is my experience is that you really don't know who to trust. And so research is one thing, but you know, these organizations are pretty clever and they they look legit, you know, and they have people who who contact you and sound legit. And if you've got that money in your pocket and you feel like it's something that's going to promote your business, you're going to probably fall for that and not realize until you get there. I mean, it, it's it feels like it's it's designed to cop that kind of that early win from the vulnerable business owner who's who's feeling like they're going they've got the fear of missing out if you like, the FOMO element. Spot on. Yeah. 100%. They prey on um, early business owners and mums. They prey yeah. on mums in business. There is a whole industry of like, oh, you are so right, Carmen. It boils my berry, mm. something shocking. So Mia, tell us, is, is mumpreneur, mumpreneur, for instance, is is one I... I love all entrepreneurs, but Mumpreneur is one that uh, does push out. Is that is that one of the culprits? So I've got a bit of a rule, Nick. I will never name and shame. Um, I don't particularly want to get slapped with a defamation charge. Um, I am all about rather than calling out, calling in. Yeah. Talking about how the industry can improve and if anyone wants to walk the path of redemption, I will welcome you back in. But <laughs> the minute we start naming and shaming, it becomes mudslinging and it becomes this horrible 
toxic thing and I become this, you know, authority on um, what's wrong and what's right. So I'm here to raise awareness and um, get people to make an informed decisions for themselves. So using the criteria that I just mentioned a few minutes ago, you go to those websites and you read up on it and you see whether you think it's aligned with you. And the most important opinion in all of this is yours, yeah. uh, is you, you making the decision. Like when you read the website copy and the application process and the nominee process, do you get a little bit of an icky feeling? Because if you do, you should always trust that intuition. I'm glad you like that, Mia, because I am nothing like that. I call it how I see it. <laughs> and uh, I don't mind a bit of a defamation case. I've got a very, very good lawyer. But um, you can only you can only be defamed if it's not true. So here's here's a little other thing that goes around. One of the other things that's one of my bugbears, Mia, is also the way that people use the award win. Now, there's a little example. I won't name the industry because you've now just put me on notice there. I was just thinking about that uh, as we're talking. But there was a top fifty of certain industry members. Uh, seven of them obviously had purchased the media tiles and uh, the the advertising package that had come with it. 43 did not, and the 43 were named just in their name and uh, business name. No photo, no other explanation or as to how they, where they sit or fit within the industry. But the way that people use that then to forward out to their own audiences and to amplify and let them know, how wonderful to be even just nominated, but to win an award. Uh, I call I call bogus on that as well because that to me is de deceiving. It's deception at its greatest level to letting their audience know that they've won an award that one they didn't have to do anything really to win it, and then amplify it further to an audience that perceives them to be a leader of their industry. Yeah, I do feel that the award recipients do get a little bit duped because mm. if you are early in business and you don't know any better, you think that this is just the way that awards run. And if you go and read, and I have, the like fine print on some of these award websites and they say, why do I have to pay to nominate? They will they will give you a sob story. They will say, look, we are an organisation, community organisation. We have high administration costs and so we charge these fees because we pay our people above award wages. I'm like, wank mm. fest. Like, that's not <laughs> true. Like, this is your business model. You are, you are not an independent industry this is how you make money. Just own it. Just be transparent about it. So I do feel like the award recipients, some of them, are, are, are if we go after them, we're victim blaming. Hmm. Um, however, <laughs> there are the people that pay seven thousand dollars sponsorship packages. Um, that's pretty. The, that's the jig is up on that, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I, I guess so. But in saying that, if they've gone to that effort of spending that money, of course, they're going to promote it, right? Of course, they're going to put it out there. Yeah. And I right. guess they're, they're yeah. using that opportunity. And, and yeah, you're right. These are businesses. These are organizations that start up because they want to be an awards thing and they are a deliberate maybe conference. And therefore, the whole thing, there's nothing else about them other than that. But what I guess maybe 
you'd want to see is maybe a training organisation or, like you say, an independent authority within the industry that gives it a bit of backing. My question is, well, the legitimate awards have to be funded somehow. So do those legitimate awards, those industry awards, do your big business awards, do they have entry fees? Because that's kind of what I thought when I entered awards that were, you know, a purely awards-based organisation. I thought, well, it's just what you do. You pay to enter awards. People go on a massive awards mm. campaigns and enter every single award. Do they have an awards war chest of, you know, thousands of dollars a year? Is it just a, a, a function of business to enter awards? Um, so the fee should be very nominal. It should be, you know, a one-off administration fee and it should be like very – but. You can you can look beneath the curtain and see mm. if you are asking me to self nominate for several awards, then this is how you get the money. Um, mm. uh, what I would like to see, I would like a rule across all awards that sponsors are not able to win awards. Ooh, if you have been nominated, then you are out of the. You cannot sponsor the event. Because you're right, Carmen, how, how do you fund awards? Mm. Um, then it's like, absolutely, we have sponsors, we have sponsorship packages, and we love bomb our sponsors, and they get all the promotion, but they are not award winners. Whereas we are now blurring the lines between earned and paid. Yeah. Mm. And there needs to be a very clear delineation. I, I love that, Mia. You're spot on. And that's the. I think that is the difference that is going on here. And I suppose, and to your point, Carmen, yes, if you've invested money, you want bang for your buck. I get that. Mm. And on the nominal fee, Mia, I think you're spot on in that it shouldn't be prohibitive for you to enter the award, but it shouldn't be also to uh, a restriction on your ability to win it if you haven't paid the extra fee because mm. it is deceiving. It is an issue there for, uh, for people that are looking at these award winners and going, well, they must be good at what they do. They've won an award. Mm. And, and us and when we do invest into a brand or and look at the awards that they've won we haven't looked or gone into the fine print of how they won that award so uh, Carms, you and I were talking about the fact that a lot of people in the uh, communications and the creative arts space are competing against others that have won awards and they feel I've got to win these if I want to stay current if I want to stay relevant but I, I, I don't know. I, I, do I have to go through this process and pay for it to be recognised? It's a, it, it is a, it's a, it's a really, um, it's a silo uh, of destruction there for a business because it, it's if you don't participate, you don't get a look in, and if you do, you're actually, um, you're, you're questioned by the very people within your own industry because you've you've paid to be there. Yeah, my my instinct would be that with most things follow your intuition as to what you believe your strategy should be and focus on that. You know, when if you are paying a, a $7,000, for instance, sponsorship package in order to amplify your win in an awards, can you think about how you can just internalise that process? Like let's actually get your VA or your team to create a marketing strategy that promotes the fact that you are, you know, a finalist in an upcoming award. You don't have to pay someone else to do that. It's a very organic thing you can do just like Mia did uh, in knock over a 30-second video and talk about something and put it out there and you're going to get similar kinds of reach. You don't have to, even if you are in one of these awards processes, 
sort of fall for spending that extra cash. We've got the capacity. We're walking around with mobile phones, all of us, to, to tell the story ourselves very eloquently, you know, and I think that that is how we, we combat the lack of trust. You know, we've got a very keen BS filter these days as users of the internet. We're looking at everything and going, well, I don't believe that. So if the if the talking head of the organisation, if the CEO or the person who's the head of the department who's won this award actually says, hey, here's what we did. We nominated, yes, we did pay for this element of the process, but we're not sponsors of the um, the whole shebang and just want to let you know that we were finalists in this category. I don't know. It seems more authentic to me than a fancy tile that anyone could whip up on Canva. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I really take your point, Nick, about how now it becomes this other thing that you feel you have to do. Like it's mm. a, now a barrier that I had this conversation with a phenomenal photographer in Newcastle. She is incredible. She, I've, she shot um, a campaign for us and she's saying she's losing work because her competitors are going out and winning all of these awards. Mm. And she's like, these awards give me the creep, Mia, and mm. um, I'm not doing it. And now I'm actually being financially impacted by it. And that's part of the reason why I took to my megaphone. <laughs> but exactly like you said, Carmen, there are legitimate ways to earn media. All three of us sitting here are a testament to that. I don't mm. think there is a major marketing publication in this country that I've not written for and I have not paid $1. In fact, they are now starting to pay me. Mama Mia paid me for my Barbie article. Mm. It wasn't a lot, but mm-hmm. I have got the receipts, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you a paid for supplier, content producer, mm. not having to invest. But you know what? Mm. You, 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 you have kind of paid for it though, Mia, in your time, your energy yes. and your IP. Mm. And I think that's the point that we've really got to get hit home with everyone that's listening here today is that trust your IP, trust your instincts, trust the very fact that, you know, you are an expert or, or good at your, in your space. There's a different mm. way to do it. And I think that you've got to be cautious of your industry awards. I think everyone, everyone in your industry knows that you've paid for it. And that's that's the real, that's actually already the, the alarm bells that should be going off um, because you're actually paying for something that you, all the people, your colleagues in your industry know that you've paid to do it. The only one you're deceiving at the other end is your future customer or your current customers believing that you've got something that you kind of really don't have. And I, I, I look, I'm calling out the I'm calling out the industry itself, the industries and their award uh, ceremony and templates and setups that they have. It is a good money earner for them. I get that. Um, but I really would like to see, uh, as you've put it, Mia, uh, uh, some sort of protocols or at least some sort of barriers that will at least support that the credibility of the award is 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 righteous it's 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 actually you know profound it's authentic it's real that will actually make a bit of a difference and I, I think that's a challenge for all industries yeah and it's such a shame because there's so many legitimate awards out there and now they are being painted with the same brush and that's not good for you know Telstra business awards the you know um 
Northern Territory Chief Minister Awards. These are the, you know, Chamber of Commerce Business Excellence Awards. Like there's some really good community organisations throughout the country who have been running these awards for 20 years, doing an incredible job. And now they are going to be the losers in this industry and also the people who have won legitimate awards. Like I have won legitimate awards and now I'm like, (laughs) do I tell people that I've won those awards or do I just like throw it under the carpet? The other thing I just want to briefly talk about is that what is going into the submissions? Like Mm. who is fact-checking the submissions? Because sure, I can write this wonderful creative narrative about how much money I've made this year and how the results that I've gotten for my customers and who is actually, like is anyone looking at the submissions and actually fact-checking them? Because as you said, Nick, Telstra Business Awards, you have to supply your P&L. Mm. And I've asked some of my community who have won these industry awards, I'm like, what kind of proof did they need? Zero. Zero oh. proof. You fill out a form and you write down case studies and awards and whatever. But, like, where, you know, where, where's the proof? Like, yeah. I can say anything. I could say, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got my customers millions of dollars worth of... Like, yeah, I, I think you're spot on there. There, is, there isn't the, the quality control checks that are there and they need to be there. Um, mm. I, I know we use Telstra Business Awards as, as, a, as a prime example of one of the top awards because uh, I've seen the process. I've seen what people mm. have had to put through um, and the mm. hours of writing and contributions and also to the interviewing that goes on. Mm. Um, you know, Media Stable won um, an Australian, uh, Australian Marketing Institute uh, award and we got interviewed and grilled for half an hour. It was <laughs> and it, it was it That's was great. pretty full on. I was actually very nervous. But I'll put that award up to say, yes, won that. And, and I know the disciplines that I've gone through to get that. And that actually kind of put me off going for other awards because of all the time and energy required to get it. Uh, it doesn't necessarily give an ROI in my space, but I can see how it does in spaces of finance, health, education. It really does put them up on another pedestal. Uh, But is that pedestal strong? Has it got a foundation of credibility? I'm not exactly sure. Mm, Neither. (laughs) Wonderful (laughs) chat. Wonderful chat we're having on this. Mm. Yeah. So what's, what's some of the tips, Mia, if, if we are uh, being approached or we are in our industry or we're thinking about it. Because, again, while I don't – we want to call out bad awards, we still want to encourage people to be a part of their industry and to, you know, be uh, an award winner. But what's some of the tips, I suppose, that we should be going through when applying for an award? Yeah, so start with um, doing your research about the legitimacy, Google, asking in – Facebook groups and community groups that you're part of. So any, you know, um, if you're part of One Roof or you're part of Lady Brains, um, then ask the question, has anyone heard of these awards? Are they legitimate? Yes Mm. or no? Um, Yeah, look at the entry fee. I just did a quick Google search and Telstra Business Awards is getting a lot of free coverage today in the podcast, but it it is is. completely free to nominate and enter. Um, That speaks volumes to me. Um, Go and have a look at the 
uh, application process, it should be rigorous. If you did nothing to win an award, it's worthless, Mm -hmm. okay? This should hurt. It should be long and it should be, and and you should learn in the process. Like that's the point of awards is that going through that process of articulating your um, wins and your strengths and your weaknesses and your standard operating procedures and your policies and what you do differently should be this cathartic exercise that makes you get this bird's eye view of your business. So if you're not doing that, you're basically just hoping for free awards. Um, and then ask the questions. Like when somebody says, congratulations, I'm coming to you from blah, blah, blah. You've been nominated. Who nominated me? Mm. Um, uh, who do I have to thank? I would like to understand whether, you know, there are sponsorship packages associated with this. Um, can the sponsors win the awards? Can I still win if I can't make it in person? Ask the questions. And if you start getting people becoming defensive and, you know, being like, um, evading your questions, then they run ghost to freaking hills. <laughs> <laughs> Well, exactly I, I love all those. Right. And, and, one, mm. and one other big piece of advice is look who has won the award in yes. the past. Who yes. has won the award in the past and who uh, have they uh, associated with? And they're also two other sponsors that they're associated with. Does that align with your brand and who you're with? So big one there because I think that's significant. Look, I know a lot of people that are up for, for excellence awards, etc., and actually are doing it. Uh, rightfully they're actually being recognized by their peers and they're being noticed and I, I i'm all for that i just get a little nervous when i see industry awards doing a top 50 or in the case of the fake media mirror the article i wrote for mm. umbrella around listicles where they're the top 10 marketing experts and i'm pleased to say me i did not see you in that top 10 even though i think you are top three um you're yeah so you've generous. got you've got to watch out for those and I and Carms, I know you and I get asked all the time, should our clients, our members be involved with those? It's a very heavy no. It's a very heavy no because I tell you what, you you, you were spot on, Mia. They do prey on those that are either at their infancy stages of business or uh, insecure business businesses that are almost on their way out, and they they're very smart like that to do that, but um, you know recognize the company that you're in because most times I've seen some absolutely outstanding experts and there's a very big high profile property developer in in Perth Carmen that was featured in one of these articles and I'm going mate you could get your own earned media by just picking up the phone what are you doing putting yourself in amongst very minor uh, property developers that you know maybe build one or two houses a week uh, a month Uh, you're, you're, you're out there so do oh, your yeah. homework, Again, as Mia the, has said, and get in there. There's probably vulnerability there of another kind, right? You know, when when a business owner is very busy doing the job, they will think, right, just farm that out. Like, I think there's an element to our legitimate awards process that excludes your small business operator. You know, a, a, a genuine solopreneur or a small business operator will not have the time necessarily to to invest in going through that awards process or to write a cohesive awards application. You know, I think there's an opportunity and maybe this is being addressed. Look, I haven't looked at this in great detail, but there's an exclusiveness that that happens when we ask for beautifully written 
narratives. Not, not everybody's a good writer. Not everybody has English as their first language. If you can't communicate the strength of your business through the written word, should you have to miss out on this opportunity to win an award? I'd love to know if there are more grassroots opportunities for these beginning and up and coming businesses to get involved without having to invest in an awards writer, for instance. That'd be nice to see. Yeah, awards writing, like that's another two grand, five grand Mm -hmm. to get someone to write it for you. Now some of the awards are you have to submit a video Mm -hmm. and it has to be a three-minute video with professional lighting and, you know, and make sure you do a portrait because they're going to use that on social media. I mean, it's it's the Wild West, right? (laughs) I guess the message that I want to get across is that You can run a successful business without having to cut corners. You don't have to buy followers. You don't have to buy fake media. You don't have to enroll in fake awards. I am absolutely testament to it. Carmen is too, that you you can be so successful without cheating. You know, and then you can sleep well at night as well. I love it, Mia. I love it. I love it. And you referred to cheating. Cheating, it it is ultimately what it is. It's kind of cheating. Um, I want want to finish off the podcast on this note. Uh, Now, I put nothing against the Mumpreneur Awards. I don't. I honestly don't. But they're very exclusive. They're very exclusive. They they cut you out, especially us dads. So... I think Dadpreneur is one that we've got to look at now. We've got to look at uh, launching those awards because they, wow. they just you keep just us out of Wow, you just did the equivalent of when's International Men's Day at the end of this podcast, really, Nick. <laughs> some good stuff. There's some very fine stuff. Look, I will say this about the Mumpreneur thing. I've been through the process and this is all facts. You, you do write an application, so there's that. And it was an opportunity for me to think about my business and I – got an interview the thing I I wasn't jazzed about is when I got to the awards night which I had to spend a lot of money to be at uh, for the ticket and for you know the flights and accommodation um, it was really long because they were compelled to announce the names of everybody who had paid money and to me that's actually not entertainment and it's not adding value to anybody in that room you're reading out literally thousands of names and thousands of winners it's a long long night that asks a lot of very very busy very very tired mums in business and parents in general so yeah to me wasn't an ideal thing to be a part of there's no value in sitting in a room and watching a stage for five hours in my opinion I think an award for a mumpreneur is a night off without the kids, a bottle of wine, and uh, maybe down at a resort somewhere. That, that to me, would be the award. <laughs> I'd sign up for that. <laughs> well done. Mia Farman, thank you very much for your time for this podcast on awards. And uh, I think the key message out there is, you know, don't stop participating or going for for the excellence, for going for the best, but maybe just question those awards and their processes and how they do it because um, you know what, you're not fooling anyone when you've paid for it. And the other side of it is, is it, it's not just your industry that knows about it. It's also to now your customers and your prospective customers that are finding out more about it. Earn Media is more the space, I dare say, for all three of us. Hey, well, that was another Beauty Experts podcast. Thank you, Mia. And Mia, if people want to get in contact with you, how do they do it? Oh, I'm everywhere. CampaignDelmar.com, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook. I'm prolific. Beautiful. Uh, And Carmen, I look forward to catching back up with you next week when we get to chat to another media and another expert. Ta-da. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast. 
powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.